Dad Pod, <laughs> back again. We haven't decided an intro, so I just thought I'd try something a bit more commercial radio-esque. <laughs> I mean, Andy, if you want to throw in some kind of, like, air horn or something like that to let everyone know that Dad Pod has arrived, it's Charlie Clawson here. I went across down to the Black Thunders. That's what happened. Shall I go down? And they go, I'm on the corner of Old <laughs> Cleveland Road and Gimpy Road. Which is an impossibility uh, if you're from Brisbane. <laughs> I've got the icy cold cans of cash. Yeah, we're crossing out a washer in the Black Thunder. That was that was my old that was my job. That's how I started. And now look at you, a podcaster. And now things are looking up. You know, you, you know what though? We are at the spearhead of an industry that is going to explode. It is though. It really, really is. And it's, we, it's huge. And we have a special guest with us. Uh, you may not be able to hear, but Iona is sitting on my lap, and she's doing a cracking job of cable management at the moment, uh, really which is, is very important in any studio and any desk that requires a, a device which needs a lead of any description, a power or microphone lead. The cable management she's taking care of is, is fantastic. How's things been with Iona? You, you were in your house. You've been on yes. the road for a couple of weeks. Gemma's yeah. been working. Gemma's What's she been working. doing? Some sort of super Com- secret project? No, no, just directing. A bunch of commercials. Rad. So, uh, you know, the, the primary childcare has fallen into my hands, which has been pretty good thus far. Yeah. But did you I, get anybody to give you the, oh, you're babysitting? I keep saying that. Oh. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I keep using that term. I'm like, I'm like yeah, yeah, I should be able to see you, but uh, I'm babysitting. Through, oh, hang on, sorry. I'm parenting from. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by babysitting is I'm minding my child in a full-time capacity. Yeah. But even today with today's recording, I almost uh, pushed it out by half an hour because it's just a juggle. So Jem's back-to-back-to-back-to-back jobs, which is great, but she's in pre-production right now. Yeah. So things are just sort of all over the place. But she's been... Oh, did you say, what did you have something to say then? Just how much Brisbane was awesome and that she loves it. She did love Brisbane, very hot. But as we spoke about in the last episode, she started rolling. In fact, actually, um, now's probably a good time. I've been waiting to drop this for quite some time. Oh, don't do it. That, but, but, don't um, do it. Right. <laughs> oh. Keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much oh, I Oh, dear God. I don't know how much I can play this before we get, like, pulled off there, but... She has definitely been. She's been rolling, rolling, rolling. My God. It started and it hasn't stopped. Like she's now like a Russian gymnast. I right. put her in the cot. So is she Chris Lilly in We Can Be Heroes, the very first episode yes. that he ever did? Is he roll? Is she rolling yeah. across Australia? Uh, Guinness Book of Records. Yeah, which is great. And as we discussed in the last episode, oh, this is good and good development, and you know, she'll be crawling soon and all that kind of stuff. But the problem we've discovered, and I don't know if this is a wolfie issue too, is that now when we put her down at night when it's bedtime, the first thing she wants to do is roll up, and she keeps waking herself up. So. Three nights ago, Jem had a particularly early start, one of those kind of 5.30, 6 a.m. pickups. And so we did the bath time, story time. We got a pretty good nighttime routine. And she was yawning. She went to sleep. We gently put her down. A minute later, she's on, a, on all fours, straight up, neck up, crying. Okay, pick her up, settle. She goes to sleep. She looks all dreamy. Yeah, you looked all dreamy. And then as soon as you put her down, she's straight, straight up. And so this went for about an hour. And... Today, before we recorded the podcast, I went and visited my osteopath (laughs) because my neck and back are so sore and have been so locked up from the past week and a half of just like settling this baby because she just keeps getting back up onto her hands. Do you have anything to contribute to this conversation? Charlie Clawson, I don't know if you've only never listened to this podcast before, you may not know that Charlie, Charlie's Jack. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, Charlie's not afraid of a rack squat. Charlie's not afraid. But I certainly know this from Wolfie. He might have only, he might only be like nine kilos or eight kilos. 
you do a thousand reps of bouncing, dude. It's gonna hurt, dude. I like the couple nights ago when I was carrying her for like the tenth time in that couple out to hour period. I was like, I am sure I have done enough chin ups that I've worked on my back yeah. that I know I can just clench those muscles together. But I was in agony to the point yeah. where. I was almost weeping because I just put it down. I was just whispering a silent prayer, just like, please stay down because yeah. I didn't know I could pick her up yeah. again. Just painful there in Thoracic Park at the top there? Oh, man. Like yeah. the, the, my back is covered. I, had, I got cups done. I got oh, yeah. needling done. I got awesome. the whole bit. But I was like, this is why people have kids young. Yeah. <laughs> this makes a lot more sense now because I'm like, if I had to do this again or like, you know, the third time, it's like I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I'm in my mid-50s. Audrey has a... Uh, her hands are actually getting from carrying him. Her her <laughs> right forearm is starting to get uh, quite RSI. Like, yeah, yeah, it's getting pretty bad to the point where she's like, "Can you put this in the fridge? I can't. I yeah. can't hold it because of just this constant repetitive, repetitive <laughs> holding of this odd." Weight, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure this is all CrossFit's all about. It's like it's, a, it's an unbalanced, moving, shifting weight, exactly. you know, holding it away from your axis of, of whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, without sitting like a gym wanker, the whole point is stabilization, right? You need to stabilize before you engage in the uh, the contraction of the muscle. But this thing is constantly wriggling. But also, there's the psychological factor, yeah. which is especially, you know, in this particular instance, one of us needs to get up really early. And the more that child doesn't go down, the more stressed you get. Mm. And then the more stressed you get. So in the end, we were like, she won. And it's like, okay, just let's bring her to bed. We'll just put her on the bed because she seemed to settle best next to Jen. But then I was just in that state of hypervigilance because I'm just waiting because I knew what Jen had to do. I didn't want her to get woken up. So I'm like, the, the first peep I hear, just like one of those, yeah. I will be up and I'll get her back onto her back. I'll get her settled. But the two of us, neither of us got one person got sleep that night, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, nothing to say now. No. Like when the spotlight's turned on her, she's got nothing to it's say. All talk, just playing, playing innocent over there. Yeah. Now, have you um, tried the, the one-arm swaddle? The one arm swaddle. The one arm swaddle. What's so that? it's like the swaddle that All right. you did when they were little, but one arm. Well, she we stopped swaddling her about a month ago yeah. because she was going straight into the kind of arms back position. She didn't need it, but I maybe <coughs> this is the new thing we need to do because right. of the rolling, although she does go into the sleep sack. Right. Which okay. makes it harder for her to roll. And sometimes I don't know. We read something online that was like, when the baby rolls, sometimes they surprise themselves. Yeah. That's why they start crying when they roll because yeah. they're, suddenly they've inverted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't, unlike Maverick, they don't yeah. know why they've inverted. Yes. <laughs> it wouldn't be a dad butt episode if we didn't bring out at least one 80s movie at reference. At least one. Oh, there's one more to come. Yeah, one me. more to come. Yeah. Sometimes she'll get the hand, one hand trapped under her chest and then uh-huh. she starts getting distressed. Yeah, yeah. But what I've noticed in the last day, and I'm hoping this is a portent of things to come, is that the right word? Yes. Sure. I'm inventing words now. That's I haven't great. slept in I'm a in. long time. Is that she's sleeping on her stomach, head oh. to the side. Is that safe? Is that like a, a red nose approved move? Yeah, well, look, I only noticed this yesterday. I was staying, I was at my sister's because we're in Melbourne and because we're on the move because we, we're gypsies now. And uh, I had her in the spare room and I put her down for the nap and, I, and she did the rollover, but then she naturally went into like a, a, an arms open, head to the side and she was completely clear airways and sleeping. And then this morning, same thing. She rolled onto her front but then lay head to the side, and, you know, clear airways breathing. So I'm right. like, well, this is okay. If she can sort of teach herself that she can sleep on her back or her front, 
maybe this is the future. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. We still have a thing where we kind of, for the first part of the night, we will we still put Wolfie in his little snoo thing yeah. until he starts waking up hungry. Yeah. And then he spends the rest of the night sleeping between us in a, a sleepy head, which he can't roll over in. Right. So What's a sleepy head? The sleepy head is basically is like a U-shaped pillow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, like a hammock in the middle. Yeah. So when he lies in it, he's almost got these bumper bowls either side of his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So he, he can fling his hands in the air, he can fling his legs up, but he can't actually get the leverage to roll over. I actually built one of those at my sister's place out of pillows. Right. Not, not officially uh, sanctioned, but I just built pillows around her and so she said, wouldn't roll. why are you wasting time building pillow forts, Mum? In years, I'm going to need this. Yeah. I'm going to need this pillow fort, pillow fort skill. You're going to have to do the other leg as well if you don't want, you know, because you're currently, currently bouncing uh, Iona on, on one knee. Yeah. yeah. Um, you gotta, I've got to get the quad, quad flying on the other side. One, one Gigantic leg, just leg. Out, of, out of proportion. And it'll be like Arnold and pumping iron. If you work here, you must work there. Otherwise, it doesn't, you know. <laughs> well, I hope that works out. I, I don't know about the sleeping on the tummy stuff. I, I, I was just terrified of that from all the stuff at, Me at the too. hospital. That's everything that we've been taught as well. But. She was so peaceful. I mean, like, like I said, this is a new thing. We may find yeah. out. I'm sure. It's been a few people have messaged me about my incorrect fathering techniques so far. I'm sure if we find out that it's not the way. But this is in monitored situations. Like yeah. yesterday was a nap right in front of me. This morning she was napping in her cot. Yeah. Oh, do you want your dummy back? Or are you just saying, Dad, don't let me sleep in my stomach? Oh, there you go. You're okay. There you go. There you go. Just chilling. Does she wake herself up when she flails her arms around? Sometimes. Yeah. But it's mainly the rolling. That's yeah. the thing. Like generally she's been a good sleeper prior to that point. Yeah, Wolf's the same. He'll roll over and suddenly just go, what the fuck? Yeah. And it just freaks him right out. Well, it would. I mean, if you've only been used to seeing the world from one perspective, it's yeah. suddenly like, you know, and having to use using your pecs to push yourself <laughs> up like that. Yeah. Are you all right, baby girl? What's going on? Well, let me tell you, Iona. With Wolfie, I, I believe we've got the same baby carrier, which I adore yes. when I'm home alone with him because there's only so much in the bouncer that he can do. He gets the shits if he's just in the bouncer by himself and I'm kind of not with him the whole time. That's the cruel irony of the bouncer is that you've you got both hands free but you can't do anything else because if you yeah. leave the room, he's like, what? Yeah. He loses it, um, which is fair enough because he's so used to being so intimately close to you. So we've, we've got the, uh, the Ergo baby or Baby Bjorn or whatever it is you want to call it, yeah. um, which is gr- absolutely great. And he's been front-facing in that the whole time. But he started to twist his head around a lot. Ah. He started to do all kinds of things. And wonderfully, there's a plant on our fridge Kind of like the kind of plant your guidance counsellor would have on the window that kind of trails down <laughs> yeah, yeah. over the edge. What are they those, called? Like a know, weeping something, something. or another. Yeah, yeah. But he's become obsessed with plants. Right. Wolf, right? Ah. Uh, it must be something in biophilia. And as we move around the house, if you've got him in the ergo baby, as you walk out of the kitchen, he knows it's coming. Ah. And his arm flies out because he wants to, to touch the leaf, it. even though his back's to it. Yeah, yeah. And I showed this to Audrey. I showed him, showed her a couple of times. Like, what? She does it every time. She's like, oh, my God, he's remembering everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> he is. He's five months old. He's remembering everything. No more Dr. Dre in the car. No, unfortunately not. I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to a lot of Warren G and Nate Dogg. Oh, right. More than just regulate. It's actually been deep, diving deep. Anyway. Yeah. So he's twisting his head around a lot and kind of getting annoyed. And it used to be the cure-all, you know, put him in that. He's close to you. He feels great. So I was waiting for the moment and he's got the next stabilization to do it. We've gone into Ripley mode. 
from Aliens. And so he's now front facing and he looks like he's Ripley and I'm the power, the power loader. loader. Yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> As we walk around. And so now he's like, his arms are Kimbo, his legs are Hoy out the front and he's just kind of bouncing around and he's checking out the world. Because you have to wait basically until they can hold their head up yeah, without wobbling. I was going to ask that because when we were in Brisbane last week and I took her to that <laughs> exhibition, the Brisbane music yeah. exhibition, I had her in the Ergo Baby front facing. Mm. And she seemed okay, but I, like the head, there was a little bit of a wobble going on and I was just like, I don't know. Like what is the market to let you know that the baby's ready to go front face? It's just, if there's a head, is able, if they're able to just basically hold their head up. Okay, but there should be no wobble. No, there should, okay. shouldn't be too, too no, no, no wobbles being able to hold your head up by itself. And you've also, when they're in the front, they can get overstimulated really quickly. So you kind of have to keep an eye on them so you know just making sure I keep an eye on him to you know see if he's getting particularly grizzly or if he's you know being kind of freaked out but it's exactly what Matt O'Kine when he was on the show explained to us is that absolutely everything becomes a weapon now right because everything that I can touch he can touch is now in his reach and coffee food my glasses anything he will just grab and he's so fast yeah today when I went to put him in the car seat quicker than I could move like I was ready to click it in and do the final and he got his little finger in there I'd already committed to the move you know I'd already convinced the momentum of pushing the thing down into the lock and his finger was in there and he gave me that that really gonna fucking yeah wow yeah (laughs) But it, it's actually really quite – in Ripley mode, it's really pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's really cool. And we walk the dogs in there and he totally digs it because he's really interested now. He's able mm. to see the world. And he went ages without fussing the other day wow. when he was front-facing because he was so stimulated. occupied. Yeah. He was so occupied. Well, that was when I went to the exhibition why I wanted to put her in the front-facing is because I was like, well, at an exhibition, she should see yeah. what I'm looking at, Yeah, you know? His photos of Quan Yeomans in 1994. <laughs> yeah, all skinny and Ben Eli with 17 different haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely the front-facing Ergo Baby situation because then once he gets a bit grisly, all you've got to do is go yeah. face him to you. And they get and a heartbeat and asleep. He's, he's gone. He's yeah. out, which yeah. is actually really, really pretty good. But it's still summertime and then he sweats through and it's uh The one good thing tough. about being in Melbourne was actually being able to get the ergo out and walk for a bit without worrying about drenching my daughter. Yeah. We've got a pedestal fan in our house mm. and um, we're dealing with the balance of leaving the fan on enough that we can sleep. Yeah. Oh, but now the fan's on, everyone's getting a cold. <laughs> so <laughs> at Port Wolfie at the moment, Port Wolfie's got a cold and he's running a fever and he's oh. yeah, snotty. And, What's yeah, that just, like? Grizzly and snotty. and Right. So it's just more of the same, just grosser. <laughs> yeah. Like the constant river of snot situation and everything's covered in baby snot everything right. because that's the, the other thing about the forward facing yoga baby is when i've got it on i've got a i've got a bench not unlike yours here like a, a kitchen height workbench i just put my laptop on it and i just work away while he's on the front just kind of like staring but my screen is just covered in baby snot i've been told that there's been quite a few people who told me that that's what out. the uh, she's asleep yeah yeah fantastic hang on let's just take a little pause no, so uh the baby has just gone to sleep so we're just gonna take a moment here while i own a just gently goes off to bed. And if you're lucky, you might hear Charlie give her a bit of a shush. She's almost there. Almost. Almost. We're close. We're so close. 
All right, I guess we'll continue the rest of the episode in whisper mode. No, it's fine. All right. Well, okay, done, she's Charlie. out. Well, she's out. Yeah, okay. Go to sleep. Okay. Good girl. All right. We've brought the little cocoon bed in next to where we're podcasting. Super good. She thinks she's going to chew. Yeah, she's smiling. She's into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Should we uh, call our guest? That was so fast. You're a ninja. I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> yes, let's call our guest. Hello, mate. Lemo, welcome to Dad Pod. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful to be on board, team. So just to let you know, uh, my daughter Iona is uh, sitting in on the podcast, just uh, fact-checking. We actually put her to sleep about five minutes ago. She's sitting on that lap <laughs> yeah, and, right, she, okay. and she nodded off. Is that a sign of a good pod? I don't know. Well, certainly this one. It's a sign of a brilliant, brilliant pod. But I just got to witness Charlie Clawson's shushing settling technique. And honestly, Lemo, I'm an amateur. Yeah, really. The guy's a weapon. I'm pretty good. I've got to be good at something when it comes to parenting. And I do pride myself on my settling technique. I think for me, it's all about proximity to the heart. As soon as like she gets a little bit sleepy, I put her ear right next to my heart. And I'm like, well, look, like far lap. <laughs> like far lap. <laughs> Let that thing just put her to sleep. A boom, 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 boom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, this is some sort of Eastern witch doctor <laughs> technique that I've never heard of. Certainly no science behind it. My wife has just discovered on that topic meditation music to put our son to sleep. She says it works a treat. He falls asleep almost straight away. Is it that kind of tinkly, tinkly, kind of plinky, harmonicky, kind of running watery stuff? Massage uh, yeah, I think, music? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Hey, babe. Is that meditation music you play for him? Is it tinkly, tinkly, runny water stuff? <laughs> well, what is it? Vocal guided meditation. So it's someone's quiet voice actually telling him to, like to a breathe. Like Stephen, Stephen Fry or someone. Breathe in and breathe ah, yeah. out. And they go and find dinosaurs. That's right. I remember now. They tell them a story. Oh, yes. that's great. I love that you've outsourced the story time to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Way more reliable than me. Get about, you can get about watching Catching Up on Survivor. Now, Lemo, <laughs> young Iona has become extraordinarily mobile on a, on a lateral level. She's begun to oscillate um, horizontally and roll hither and there uh, to the point where uh, she's, yes. she's waking herself up yes. uh, and it's a problem. What do you find yeah. works with that? You know what? It feels like such a distant memory. Our son's only three and a half mm. and he's been mobile for a while now. But I just remember I wanted everything to happen too quickly in retrospect Yes. Like I wanted him to roll and crawl and walk immediately because I wanted him to be, I don't know, gifted or faster at it than everyone else. Everything's a competition. <laughs> or did you just want to get did, there first? Did you just want a tiny butler in your house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted Mini-Me to be mobile, yeah. functioning. <laughs> and he took, I, I don't know, just an average amount, normal amount of time with all of that stuff. But I remember the horror of going from you know, up to six months or whatever it is, when wherever you leave them, that's where you find them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't move. It's just such a brilliant fate. Yeah. And you can put a baby on a change table and walk out of the room comfortably. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember entering that phase where you put him on the change table. It's like, I can't leave the room. I have yeah. to stay here. Well, we're not quite at that stage, but Osh with his son Wolfie is starting to reach for things. Like we talked to Matt O'Kind a little while back and Matt said in, in that instance, everything becomes a potential weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember speaking talking to Anthony Morgan years ago and he said, you just 
start cleaning up everywhere you go. So everything that's movable, you pick it up and you put it out the way. And I found that was definitely the case with us. Everything that he could grab, you just found yourself moving. It's almost like when you enter a room, you're like the Terminator, (laughs) where you just start analysing everything in front of you. Can it move? Can he grab it? Is it lethal? Can he swallow it? Will it kill him? Will it kill me? Will it kill someone else? Yeah. I was actually at a barbecue about two weeks ago. There was a bunch of parents and there's kids of all ages. Iana was the youngest, but there was a kid probably, I'm guessing around two, sitting on the lawn. And only one parent out of probably about a dozen noticed this kid was sitting there just quietly putting blocks of Lego into his mouth, just one after the other, like uh, like Cadbury's Assorted or something. Swallowing Lego? <laughs> Not swallowing, just like filling his mouth. But, you know, but eventually one would fall down his throat until one parent was like, holy shit, <laughs> it's like straight over, picked him up by yeah. the ankles and just shook him until all this Lego fell out of his mouth. <laughs> it's like a little lucky leprechaun. Lego flies out of the mouth. No, no, it's it's the it's time for it's like when I lived in Los Angeles. It's the pinata time. Yeah, exactly. Gather around, everybody. <laughs> Here it comes. This is brilliant. Yeah, I know. I, I remember panicking a lot in those early stages, in the first twelve months, about him choking. I don't know why I had that fear, but I had a fear of choking. But then someone, and it was such a relief that someone told me this, they said, you don't have to worry about it because that gag reflex is so good Mm. that you've got to be really unlucky for them to choke. So that made me relax a bit. And then has anyone ever run you through how to unblock a choking child? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, now Dad Pod presents Save Your Choking Baby with Limo. (laughs) Save Your Choking Baby. So you sit down, right, Yeah. with feet flat on the ground. You lay your child face down. Check this with your doctor, by the way. But <laughs> you lay the child face down over your legs, over your thigh, yeah. with the head just sort of dangling over your knee, mm. and then you whack him in the back really fucking hard. And I haven't spoken to anyone who's actually done it, but it's something I'm glad I've never had to do. That sounds exactly like what I watched my wife do once with Wolf. We were as you do, running late for a plane, so we couldn't stop the car. We were in a rental, and Audrey was doing this extraordinarily ingenious, because there was still in a, a rear-facing car seat, mm. right? So she was basically sitting in the middle yeah. seat. She just leaned forward between the two passenger seats. She's sitting in the back seat, boob out, and was just feeding Wolfie wow. as he lay. that's amazing. Because we were running, we were running really <laughs> yeah. late for this plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that scene in the new trailer for The Fast and the Furious. That's exactly what happens, <laughs> and we did it sideways. Was he breastfeeding, or was it the yes. bottle? Yeah, it was breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. It was breastfeeding. Oh, hats off. Wow. I really hope a speed camera recorder is now on the wall at someone's office. Anyway, he can get pretty excited when he's tired. He can kind of get into a, a boob fight and gets a bit fucked off. That is, and he's kind of, kind of got a bit confused. A bit of milk went down the wrong way, and she just said to me, Wolf is choking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, on the anchors into the safety lane. We're on freeway, fanging yeah. towards Brisbane Airport. We're on a freeway, on the safety lane. She had him out of the baby seat as soon as we stopped, and she basically, exactly as you're describing, pulled him out, whipped him around, bang, on the back, and he's like, cool as a cucumber. And the rest of us go, oh, and we kind of breathe for the first time in about a minute. It was shit scary. Yeah. <laughs> what we've been talking about, like, Children getting more mobile and sticking things in their mouth. And the whole time we've been talking, I've looked down Iona, who's in a little cocoon bed, which has one of those big Velcro straps. She's managed to undo the strap, yeah. take one end of the strap and shove it into her mouth. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost in a perfect demonstration. 
of what we're talking about. <laughs> they just want to put everything, like the mouth is the test organ for everything. <laughs> They're like sharks. They just want to put everything in their mouth just to see what it is. Yeah. We've got a staffy, and that is a dog famous for putting everything in its mouth. <laughs> Uh, our son has put more items in this house in his mouth than our dog. I love that there's a tally, uh, and that's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. We were, speaking of sick kids in back seats, we were in New Zealand for Christmas 2018. So he was two and a bit, and we were driving from Wellington to Auckland. Now, if you're not familiar with New Zealand, that's a pretty long drive. Right. It's about 10 hours, something like that. And we just got out of Wellington. Like, literally, we were on the outskirts of Wellington. Just pulled onto the, your first freeway. Literally just pulled onto it and turned around and just... He wasn't projectile vomiting. Just vomit was oozing, oozing. out of his mouth. Oh, as great. he had that sort of blank look on his face. <laughs> oh, Dem- no. Demonic, I yeah, think, is the yeah, word you're yeah, looking yeah. for. <laughs> and then he was crying and vomiting at the same time. So he... Hilariously, it was the first place we could pull over was a cemetery. Excellent. So we're in a cemetery car park, and the car stank like vomit. He was covered in vomit. And then the good news is we only had nine and a half hours left to go on the, uh, <laughs> on the road trip. <laughs> joy. So much joy. Yeah. Just so yeah, much really joy in parenting. <laughs> Limo, thank you so much for making time for us on a busy Arvo, mate. Really, really appreciate it, buddy. An absolute pleasure. Keep up the good work, guys. And if you need any more advice... I am not the person. <laughs> <laughs> Iona has been like a little Houdini this whole time. Yeah. Since we put her in that cocoon, baby, she has undone that strap about three or four times. This is recent. Like she's only in the last week or so has her hand-eye coordination got to this point. And she's figured out how to free herself. Free herself. Right. I and put things in her mouth. It's time to go to padlocks, mate. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if you want to go full pen and teller, I think that's just about it. If you want to send us an email, really easy. Uh, it's just askdadpod at gmail.com. We read out a absolutely cracker email last time from uh, a bloke by the name of Josh who was uh, on a watch and act mode uh, during the bushfires across uh, Victoria in December 2019 and basically said, you know, what would you guys pack in a big hurry? And yeah. we talked a lot about, you know, what would we have as our evacuation bag if we had to leave, which is unfortunately, uh, you know, what we're looking at in our country. Josh wrote back. Charlie, oh, good. Yeah. And he's actually given us the go-to list. He said, Josh, okay. can you write us back and give us the go-to list and that will become the uh, unofficial dad pod go-to bag. Thanks for reading out my question. For an emergency pack, we always have the nappy bag stocked, but also I've got a bag of nappies stored under the driver's seat. Ah, that is smart. And a bag with baby clothes under the passenger seat. I also flipped the spare tire in the back of the car and I have 13 bottles of water that fit in there. I also packed the portable cot, bottles, passports, birth certificate, the iPad, and toys for entertainment because there would be nothing worse than a bored toddler in an already stressful situation. It's also good to have some movies downloaded for you as well, so when you're away from danger, you have something to distract you for a while. The one thing we did forget, though, was cot sheets. We also have spare Uh. clothes and baby supplies at the mother-in-laws. I've always grown up in bushfire risk areas, but my wife had never experienced it. The one thing I noticed was she was panicking a bit, so if I had any advice, it would be stop, take a deep breath, and stay as calm as you can. Thanks again, friends, for my question. Thanks for the great pod, Josh. 
That's a humongous That's awesome. help. Dad Pod Preppers. <laughs> it's a spin-off show. That's oh man, I can't even imagine. We were talking about that last week. What would it be like to be on a beach with no nappies, no food? Um, now we know that under the passenger seat. But you'd have to, you would really, it would literally have to be like in Survivor when they sneak away to have the little extra coconut that they've that <laughs> You'd have to be like nappies. I'm sorry, no, 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 I, I got cannot, none. I cannot help you with any nappies. I'm just gonna go and sit in my car <laughs> by myself. For, no, you can't come. <laughs> what are you doing under the passenger seat? Nothing. Uh, um, drop the coin. Chris uh, has emailed, love the show, big fan of your individual podcast. So stoked when Dad Pod came together. Advice I wish I'd had in the early days of really struggled with mental health and having a kid was an amazing boost for it. I felt cured. However, that didn't last and it came crashing back down. So to all the new dads out there, if this sounds familiar, use that boost to start therapy and get on top of things. Ah, that's a great idea. I definitely noticed that. Mm. I, um, you know, I've talked about this before. It's like before Wolfie showed up, Audrey could see that I was slipping. I couldn't see it because I was in it. Um, she said, I'm going to need you to get back on meds because, you know, I can see where this is going and you're not going to be there when it comes time. I'm really grateful I did. When I did get back on meds, when Wolfie was born, when you sniff your baby's head, stuff fires off in your brain. Mm. Like I can't even... Um, uh, the neural connections and neural pathways and stuff that start exploding and the oxytocin, it's like every E I ever took, but not bought out of a bum bag. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just- Not made by bikies in a bathtub. Precisely. Uh, not smuggled, not shelled in a, in a, in a, in a, in a hidden condom, <laughs> but brought in it from Amsterdam. And yes, riding that wave and, and, and being a part of that, I used that option and it's exactly what that, I used that momentum to then do some really- powerful breakthrough work and even use Wolf and Georgia as I already had been as a reason to do the work because it's mm. hard sometimes to do that work yeah to do that work that is needed to get your mental health back on track but and yeah. as a, and generally as a rule right like outside forces don't change your mental health but the momentum from that yes upswing yes. like he said is a good reason to sort of like get into therapy or get a conversation going, get dialogue going. I think the most important thing is you're lucky enough that you had a partner who recognised what was going on for you. Yes. And, you know, Gemma's done the same for me in the past. But if you don't have anyone like that in your life, speak up, especially yeah. to other guys. I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing is like guys to yeah. need to talk to other guys about that kind it of stuff. It doesn't go away. It doesn't get better by itself. And trust me, even though, you know, it's just finished, so we're happy to say it. If you go into the Australian Open with a sore elbow, by the time you get to the final, you're going to be absolutely stuffed, all right? You know, if it's before the baby or the baby's just shown up and things are bad, I promise you, mm. if you are barely coping, by the time they're three, yeah. it's going to be all over, right? So you really, really need to get on board and really work on that as soon as you can to make sure that you're there for your partner and for your kids, without a doubt, and for yourself, to be honest. Osh, it's time to induct another father into the Dad Pod Hall of Fame. Uh, we put a bit of sizzle on the fact that we're going to drop an 80s reference. Doesn't get more 80s than this. Back to the future. Not Marty McFly, but Marty's dad, George McFly. But specifically, and this is getting real nerdy, yeah. not the original timeline George McFly, who was a real wimp. Yeah. He didn't really take care of his family at all. We're talking about alternate timeline George McFly. We're talking about the kind of George McFly who takes charge, who looks after his wife and his kids, who isn't too scared to say what he wants yeah. and for create the life he wants to have. Be that George McFly. We're talking not first or second act super not wimp. Not peeping Tom su no. super wimp no, we're George talking McFly. Almost, almost epilogue George McFly. Exactly. 
The uh, successful science fiction writer. Hot. Visited by Darth Vader, converted by the power of Van Halen. And uh, keeps Biff in his place. That's right. As Biff is waxing his car. Anytime you're feeling like your inner George McFly is getting pushed around, just remember that you can knock out your own personal Biff (laughs) and become the dad that you were destined to be. Yeah, it was really good. What happened to the 4x4? Four four? Did you? Marty, no! Marty, no! I saw I, occasionally, whenever I see it roll by on the TV, guys. My density I, has puffed me to you. <laughs> I hit record because ah. it's probably the most perfectly written film, if not. Without a doubt. Yeah. Subject for another podcast, but I, sh- I will die on that hill that Back to the Future is almost a perfect film. I, almost. I'm up there with you. So, uh, without a doubt, alternate timeline George McFly, Dad Pod salutes you. All right, that's it for this episode of Dad Pod. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you would like to get in touch with some uh, advice or a question or anything, really, you can email us at askdadpod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at, what is it again? Uh, it's Dad Pod Graham. Dad Pod Graham. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And as we always say, go to bed. <laughs> you got yeah. something to say? She's out it again. She's undone it again. I love it. I love it. <laughs>